0: Hello and welcome to Parenting Help with Vigio Behavior Consulting. Join us for conversations with experts in the fields of cognitive behavior, mental health, behavior analysis, education, and child psychology. On this podcast, we examine the challenges that parents are facing and share insights and strategies that have helped other parents with similar issues. I'm your host, Katie Palmer. I'm a parenting coach and board-certified behavior analyst. I'm also the owner of Vigio Behavior Consulting. I am fortunate to be able to engage in conversations with some incredible professionals whose depth and breadth of experience can offer guidance for parents who are looking for new ideas. I hope you find this podcast useful, engaging, and insightful. John.
1: Hi Katie.
0: <laughs> it's lovely to see you as always.
1: I I just love these times we get to spend together.
0: It is a bonus. <clears throat> I, I don't get to see you every day anymore and so it's it's great to have this. Um, Could you tell folks a little bit about who you are and what you do and um, before we jump into some ideas that you might have to help solve and address some of the stuck points they have.
1: Sure. Um, well, I'm a mental health counselor. Uh, I my, my main thing is private practice where I work with uh, a little bit of everybody. I work with individuals and couples and families. Uh, I work with adolescents. Uh, I do kind of more parent coaching work. Um, and uh, I know you through um, developing and starting Two Roads Academy yeah. in Vermont, our, our wonderful project of, of bringing what we know about acceptance and commitment therapy into the education setting. And so that's my, that's my main thing is acceptance and commitment training act work.
0: Yeah, same, same. Um, so some of what uh, you will likely say is going to resonate a lot with the folks that I've been working with or folks that um, might want to work in this space of awareness and present moment and, and moving towards things that really matter to them. Um, a lot of the parents that I'm working with right now uh, have come to me because they're, they're feeling a kind of stuck that involves um, some confusion, a little bewilderment when they are trying to do what they believe is going to help their children. And it's not working. And sometimes it's even backfiring and their their relationship with their child has um, diminished or regressed almost in a way. And through the work that we've been doing, a lot of my parents, as as they come to this place of becoming aware of their own thoughts and their own feelings in a particular situation, especially when a child is having a, a, what we might call a meltdown or a temper tantrum, some sort of really big emotional experience. Parents are wanting to support and help their child by solving the problem for the child. So they wanna take that pain that they're watching their, their, their child go through and they want to remove it somehow that can become problem solving. It be, can become like, let me remove the things from your world that are causing you to stress. And what I'm wondering is for the parents who are starting to recognize that by jumping in and, and solving problems for their kids, that that isn't necessarily what their child needs in that moment, we have, we have a number of parents who are like, okay, I get that. I hear, I hear you. I, I believe in it. And they're still stuck when their child is really escalated and really upset or um, struggling with something, or they know that what their child is doing is about to lead to a struggle. And they are having the thought, <laughs> I should not step in right now. Or I should step in differently, and they they're having struggles committing to that behavior that they have now discovered is is probably more beneficial for the child to learn to struggle through things on their own. Is that did that all makes sense? I sort of rambled on. There.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I I think that's a very common uh, situation that parents find themselves in because yeah. I run into that in my work too.
0: Yeah, it comes from this this place of like deep instinctive love and support. Yeah,
1: yeah, right, right. Well, that I think that's step one. We we miss that. Mm -hmm. We get we get lost in um, kind of that animal mode of like. You know, here's a situation I have to do something about. And and when I am working with either, you know, sometimes I work individually with parents about their families. And sometimes I work with families all in the room. And one of the first things I kind of ask people to do is to, to check in with why that's so hard. Yeah. And like you said, right, it comes, often comes from this deep place of caring. It, it might also come from like some old wounds. You know, a lot of parents come with their own histories and experiences. They either want to be just like their parents or be nothing like their parents. Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if parents can, if you can, if you can stop and say, well, why? Why is, why is this a struggle? What does this say about me, which is so hard mm-hmm. when your kid is struggling to say, well, let's actually pay attention to why this is hard for me, why I'm struggling right now. Yeah. But there's a there's kind of some freedom when you when you can tune into what's having you show up that way. Like, mm-hmm. wow, I, I deeply care. Yeah, I deeply love this child. This is so even if it's just this is so hard. It's so hard to watch this person that I love be going through this Mm -hmm. so I think that first the one of the first steps is that acknowledgement Mm -hmm. you know that okay I'm struggling this is hard and why
0: is there some compassion there some self-compassion
1: which is one of the um which is I'll call it a skill yeah that, that um, I see lacking. We've kind of lost self-compassion. Or we have this skewed understanding of what self-compassion is. We think self-compassion is kind of like, I'm going to get, uh, I'm having a hard day, so I'm going to get myself that, you know, double mocha caramel frappuccino thing, you know, on my way home, right? We think of that as self-compassion sometimes. You know, or, or you know, as I hear people say that they um, just, just, you know, just watched a movie. They were just having a hard time. So they allowed themselves to relax and watch a movie. Okay, these are great things and great treats for yourself. but But true self-compassion is a willingness to check in with your own struggle and to be with yourself yeah if you can't be with yourself struggling, you cannot be with your kid struggling.
0: I, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> the, there's so much in what we go through as parents as we are struggling with how we feel in the presence of our child really being upset. and if mm-hmm. if we are not aware and tending to, that part of ourselves that that really doesn't want to feel this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I lost what I was going to write down because I. That's okay.
1: Because <laughs> there is so much truth in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And it kind of hits that place. Um. And so to go along with that, right? You said that sometimes. You, parents, they know they need to do something different and they have a hard time kind of committing to it. And one thing that I'm v- very aware of in my work is how much starts with um, what's, what's below your own skin, that, that self-compassion, that the changes you need to make start with how you treat yourself, how you treat the situation on, on an internal level. People are always trying to do the different thing out in the external. They're trying to say the right thing, stand in the right place, back the right person up. Yeah. But a lot of behavior change is, which is, you know, which is what you do is behavioral and what I do is behavioral. But the behavior changes that we're talking about are are what you do within yourself. Yeah and so being willing to to lean into self compassion to slow down that's actually what you're doing for your kid
0: <laughs> yeah
1: right yeah. you're actually oh, that's doing so that yeah the, 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 uh, you know parents as i know i need to do something different well that's what that's where it starts
0: it does starting with that that moment of self Reflection, awareness, self-compassion, I, and in my in my mind, that just slows the tempo down. It just it's the beginning yeah. of co-regulation. Even without thinking about the term co-regulating, we are tending to what's mm-hmm. going
1: on. Mm-hmm. You can better show up to what is going to work in that situation. There is no right answer yeah there's no correct thing to do because every kid is different we're going through something different at a different point you might be in a different place so you have to show up in that moment to really know what's going to work well there
0: yeah
1: and like you said if you're willing to um, take that space for yourself and do that recognition internally it slows the tempo and, and then you you kind of, that kind of like broadens the, the you can suddenly like see more
0: mm-hmm. of the
1: room, mm-hmm. you know, and you start to pay attention to more, more things. You might be like, oh, right. They didn't eat their afternoon snack. That's probably contributing to this, you know, right. or right. Oh, you know, that's right. I came in the door escalated from work and they're picking up on that. I kind of missed that. Yeah. So when you slow down, you you can you can get more information without actually needing to intervene.
0: Yep. How would you support parents who are have that sort of they, they might hear all this and say, "Yep, I got it. I know this, yep, this makes mm-hmm. sense to me. I connect with it, it resonates, and then in the moment, like we um I, I talk often about this connection, mm-hmm. the difference between I get it and when I'm in it i I actually do that skill. What is mm-hmm. your process or um I I want to say the word scaffolding, like we use in education, but how do you support parents in building that skill past the intellectual understanding of it and into their body and, and how they respond to escalation?
1: First, have patience with yourself.
0: Yeah. Again, that, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, it's easy to say, it's easy to name what you need to do differently. Right? It's easy to say, like, oh, you need to not engage with your kid at that time, or you need to ignore a behavior, or you need to whatever. Right. It's easy to say that. But these are actually big changes
0: mm-hmm.
1: that people are doing in their lives. Yeah. And we are not, we're so complex that we don't change our, our ways. You know, some things, sometimes we can have an experience in life that will change our behavior very. Sometimes, but often, more often than not, we we learn and apply something, yeah. and we test it out. And I mean, watch little kids. Yeah, yeah. Watch they sing the same line in the song over and over and over again because they're really coming to understand it. Or they climb, you know, they climb into the chair and then they get out of the chair. And they get in the chair and out of the chair. Because they really want to know well, what's the what's the best way to do this or what's this really feel like or can I do this again? I did it once, but is that kind of a um one-time deal? Yeah. And and that's how we learn. So putting things into practice like sometimes you're going to get it like 2% correct. Sometimes you're going to you're going to do do something that just seems like it's really everything you've been working on clicks and you see this magnificent change. And then the next time you do it, you fall back into your old
0: pattern. It it all falls apart. Right. Yeah.
1: That's just, that's just
0: how we learn. Yeah. That reminds me of that phrase that we often hear from whether it's a student or a parent or a teacher. Like I tried that. It didn't work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always ask how many times,
0: how many times. Yeah. (laughs) How long for how long.
1: For how long? Yeah. And did you reflect on it and and did you shape it? Did yeah. you try something little different? Or did you go, well, that didn't work, so I'm gonna try something radically different? Because now you're playing kind of you're playing a game with yourself um that I don't think is gonna work.
0: It's more like spaghetti on the wall.
1: It's like spaghetti on the yeah. wall. Whereas if you if you allow yourself to um, we'll go with the, the spaghetti made me think of cooking, right? Like mm-hmm. like if when you're learning to, if you're making a soup, right? You add a little bit of this and you taste it. And you add a little bit more and you taste it. And that's what this kind of change can be like when you, when you're a parent and you want to switch how you're interacting with your kid. You have to be willing to like put a little pepper on it and see how that goes.
0: Yeah, it will also be, as, you, as a parent starts making these changes, it's going to be a change for the child. They will not get the same reaction from a parent who's trying to make these changes that, that they're used to seeing. And so if there are some parts of a, a temper tant- tantrum or meltdown that are seeking a particular response from a parent that, they, that they've always gotten, and the parent is starting to change, the whole situation is gonna shift.
1: Yeah, the whole situation does shift. Yeah, because like you said, parents sometimes can predict. They, yeah, they they know the circumstances that where this the uh, meltdown's coming in like one minute. Well, like, well, your kid also knows what you're doing is yeah. predicting your behavior too because you're in this together. Yeah, but there was something there's that was sort of part one of. Oh, the scaff kind of scaffolding. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I wanted to say about that is um, mm-hmm. that when when people are trying to put something new into practice, right? How do they? How do they? Um, how do I support them in building that?
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's. I think having that space with me to do that reflection. Mm. to give yourself that and if if you're if, you, if you're co-parenting and you have another parent or you're part of a parent group um there these are opportunities to kind of reflect to, to say you know i added this much pepper
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: how do people think? how did that go yeah. and then to and that's where the problem solving is the problem solving is on that end and saying well what what could i do a little bit differently yeah. not how do i solve the problem of My child's meltdown but how do i how do i work with a little bit at a time and being willing to try a little bit and assess that yeah yeah
0: and just going back to that idea of committed action which we started the conversation with um and and someone might have in their mind okay i want to slow myself down if my child is starting to escalate i want to slow myself down notice what I'm thinking and how feelings are showing up and ask a question. Like if, if they have that sort of checklist in their mind, mm-hmm. the, the committed action component in the service of what's important to them, the, how, how do you help people connect like these tiny little steps with that much larger value of want my child to be successful and independent and resilient.
1: Here's the, here's the, here's the tricky part of that. Uh Uh-huh. Taking those, when we talk about what we value, in this work, which is a huge part of uh, of this act work that we do, and and I think it's kind of I think most most good therapy, uh, most therapists I talk to who even aren't using act, they're talking about values, right? So this is just kind of like in 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 the scope of behavior change. This is about you, if you right. So <laughs> if that first step yeah. is. I value, I really care for this child. Okay. Then the, the change, what you're going to do there is about how you do your caring for your child. It's about caring in an effective way. It's actually not about what you want for you. Those are, I want you to have those, those hopes for your child. Those are wonderful. And if you can support them and, um, talk have conversations with them and set them up to get all those things that's great but when they're when you especially if you're struggling and they're having meltdowns or you have this tension with your child then this is when we talk about tuning into what matters in that moment it's actually what matters to you as the parent and that what what i'm saying why this is so difficult is that that's something a parent has to be willing to do, is to really tune into themselves
0: and reframe what they believe good parenting looks like mm-hmm. and feels like. Um, I've had I've had a number of parents articulate more beautifully than I have ever been able to do that if they can start to judge their own parenting not based on what they're seeing in their child, but based on how they are engaging, that that is what back to what what you were saying of my 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 value of caring for my child is measured, if you will, by what's going on here and how I, how I use that and how I move in, into the world with that rather than what my child looks like, what my child is doing.
1: I'm going to give you a scenario. Great. You're, you you as a parent are looking across the room and your child is really struggling and either able to verbalize it or not, Mm -hmm. right? But but you can see the pain in their face. Maybe they're crying. Maybe you know you have some history, you have some understanding of how rough of a week it's been or something. Right. And you actually know what would be really helpful for them. You know that um, uh, going to their whatever, going to their teacher and asking for help would be good, or that. Some, you know, taking a bath would be good or going for a walk, whatever. You have all these great, great ideas. So here's the, here's, here are your options. Mm -hmm. You can stay across the room and you can provide those solutions, but you can't step any closer to your child. Or you can say nothing and you can go and you can sit next to your child. And if they'll let you, you can maybe put your arms around them and hold them, but at the very least, you can go right next to them and just sit with them and if though if I gave you those options, what would you choose?
0: A hundred times I would go close and say nothing. This is like this is getting to me a little bit because it's so uh. It, it so fits so many of the folks that I, that I'm working with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause we're talking about. He, what it means to be human. Yeah. And so parents who care enough to show up, you know, care enough to. To look at their own, to say, "I want support. I'm going to yeah. go to Katie and work on this." Um, that is that is like the human capacity for for love and connection. And so, it doesn't matter the scenario. It doesn't matter if we're talking about, you know, your, you know, parents of uh, with a family of five or an only child. It doesn't matter if that child is. Two years old or twenty five years old, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. If, you know, and none of that matters on the level that we're talking about, because we're talking about this, 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 this um, shared struggle yeah. of
0: being a parent. Yes, it's hard. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you john
1: yes katie yes
0: <laughs> it's just so illuminating and brilliant to hear to hear how you shape things and phrase things and um thanks
1: well thanks for having me